0: You're listening to Ricky and Jimmy on relationships, the show where we uncover the thoughts and behaviors that are sabotaging your relationship and what you can do about it. Jimmy and I are passionate about sharing the ways that imperfect partners like you and I can shift unhealthy relational dynamics and create closeness. So welcome, drop your defenses and open your heart, eyes and ears. Let's learn how to be the best partner we can be together.
1: Um today I am actually really excited about this episode Ricky. Um I am too. It might be a, it might be a long one so people settle in cuz I'm not in a rush Buckled to get out of up. here. Yes. Buckle up because I got I have a lot to say and I'm going to let Ricky have a lot to say. Today yeah. we we're talking about the most common marriage or relationship myths that we don't agree with. That would, right. how would you describe it better?
0: Bad advice. Bad, bad relationship bad, bad, advice. Bad relationship advice mm-hmm. #art
1: Hyphen hashtag mar- relationship advice. myths.
0: Re- yeah, I uh, I just did a post on my Instagram page of one of my favorite bad relationship advice pieces, and it it kind yes. of it got a response. People had a lot to say about that one. So um, should we launch and,
1: into that? I would love to. We could start. We with start that Should we start
0: with one? that one? Okay, let's start I with don't that see, one. Why not? Um,
1: yeah, okay. it was. Have you uh, ever heard? But I think
0: yeah. Have you heard? <laughs> if they wanted to, they would. Maybe I didn't start with that because we've talked about this on the podcast for sure. But this could be someone's first episode. So if it is, um, the reason I hate if they wanted to, they would. The reason I hate this one so much is because it's way, way too simplistic. Um, There are many, many reasons why somebody doesn't do something. And um, just not wanting to is way too reductive. There's... um, I can't even begin to explain to you how many things that I've wanted to do in my relationship, but I find mm. myself unable to do it for one reason or another. I'm sure you have the same struggle, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it just <laughs> just in life in general, mm-hmm. I, I bet if we were really thinking about ourselves, like, aren't there things that you've wanted to do and that you just, mm-hmm. you know, like take working out, you know, everybody's working yeah. out January 1st. Because yes. they want to get in shape or yada yada, and come February, it's like, hey, you're still working out. They're like, no, and like, but don't you want to be in shape? They're like, yeah, I want to be in shape, and you're like, right, but you're not like doing, you know. Now here, now I'm going to be play devil's advocate for Please the do. listeners, on behalf of the listeners, because when I hear someone say, if 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 they wanted to, they would. Um, what I hear is someone that is upset that they feel. They felt neglected. They felt unappreciated. They felt unprioritized. And they essentially just had to make sense of it and come to terms with like, you know what, mm. if they wanted to prioritize me, then they would have. And I totally understand that. And what they're essentially saying is, I've
0: felt like I that believe, before.
1: Yeah. I felt like that. Who hasn't? Exactly. Who hasn't? I think what mm-hmm. they're essentially saying is, I believe I'm important enough to prioritize. And, it, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like they believed that. And so mm. I think that this is what they're, I think it's an immature way of essentially saying what we're truly feeling if they sure. wanted to they would have but well
0: yeah. here's here's the reason i think this post did so well um at the bottom of me saying i hate if they wanted to they would because there's a lot of reasons why people don't um and at the bottom of that i said but the fact remains that they're not and that affects you yep. and what are you going to yep. do to address that situation um
1: yep so because we're not saying it's it. justified we're not saying no that, that and it's just very hurtful. it's very hard. yeah of course um just if someone's if you feel neglected that 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 matters that matters it doesn't matter matter. if they have a there's reasons why we do certain things i mean some some of us might have a fear of abandonment so we keep people as uh, we keep people at arms arms length that -hmm. doesn't justify the neglect or the hurt that we to that person that doesn't Absolutely. just because well i have a fear of abandonment so that's why i treat you like mm-hmm. garbage you're like no it's that's not that's not justified yeah, yeah so
0: and um but and i had a friend i was talking to a friend a, about a that myth. post yeah right right totally well and and i don't want to say that it's never true because i was talking to a friend who is mentioning um a girl they knew who had recently tried to get into a relationship with somebody, he introduced him to the family, he was throwing real sweet words at her and inviting her over all the time, and then he ghosted her. And it's like, really, Mm. like, and we were talking about if, if they wanted to, they would. And honestly, like, if you hardly know someone and they're not putting in the kind of effort that you're looking at for creating a healthy relationship, it might be OK to tell yourself, you know what, if they wanted to, they would like it, Maybe yeah. they don't want it. Sometimes they don't want to. But it's just I so these I think the thing that's going to suck about most of these bad relationship pieces we throw out are that they're way too simplistic and sure. um, and they don't take the complexity that is human nature into account. Yeah. So let's absolutely. go to the next one. That was way too much time on that one.
1: All right. If 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 we love each other, then that's all we need, or some or some mm. version of love. Love is all that we need.
0: Um, yeah, I I, yeah. I want to jump so, in and say that I think yeah. I think that myth right there is one of the reasons why when things start getting hard, people start doubting the love between them. I know that that's what happened with me and my divorce. You know, I thought I thought if we loved each other enough, things wouldn't be this hard. You know. Yeah. And, um, love's not, and love itself all alone is not enough to get through the tough stuff. You need tools to get through the tough stuff and love itself. I don't think is a tool <laughs> at all. It's a, it's nice. It's a yeah. wonderful thing, but it's not a tool to help us get through difficulties.
1: You said it perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't mean to, to steal my, your thunder. Going... If you,
0: <laughs> no, if you had no, more no, to no. say you said on it, that one,
1: you said it perfectly. Well, I mean, I, I always have more to say, obviously, um, yeah. <laughs> you know going going back to like going back to anxious and avoidant attachment like i mean ricky and i talk about how insecure anxious insecure attachment affects 50% of the population mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. these are people that if you asked them they would say they 100% love their partner and yet oh
0: totally yeah
1: and yet a lot of them are sabotaging their relationships mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. So if you think about uh, uh, men, especially are oftentimes blindsided when their partner leaves them and Mm -hmm. they might say, I loved her and um, everything I did was for her and I I would Mm -hmm. die for her.
0: Mm -hmm. And why doesn't she feel loved? Yeah. Absolutely, and
1: from her standpoint, she's like, "I didn't want you to die for me. I just wanted you to listen to me when I felt hurt. Yeah. Like, and you couldn't do that. Now, now it's not, you know, that's not blaming that or that's like they, they didn't have the capacity to, to do that. But right. that doesn't justify the fact that they couldn't or wouldn't. So yeah,
0: you're really great about that in your videos too. I think that, um, um you always make sure. You don't vilify the men for these things or the or the women or the people who are doing these these awful behaviors, but at the same time, I think you're very validating for the folks who are affected by these behaviors like, hey, this person's not a, a monster that's trying to bring you down. you know they're probably just inept or incapable, but at the same time, yeah, I know how hard that was for you. For I like sure. that anyway yeah. I mean I, just a little
1: yeah, I think that's the probably the best way to reach the best way to influence i guess is mm-hmm. is to uh it's not i'm not trying to like placate to both sides i'm just trying to like i mean it's like when you get into counseling that's essentially what they do is like well we want to validate both sides but like also hold both sides accountable so
0: yeah well i i yeah. on both sides there are two people who want things to work you know there's two people who are screwing it up in their own unique ways and um, I think it, when you say play to both sides, I think you, you mean that you're not pandering to anybody or trying to appease any one side. But yeah. really, like, it's two individuals that both want healthy love, hopefully, unless they're a narcissist. But that's a topic for a previous episode, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. Like, they want healthy love. They just, mm-hmm. um, they don't necessarily know how to go about getting it, really, yeah. when it comes down yep. to it.
0: Jimmy, this one was kind of controversial on the, on my page when I posted it. I said, uh, that I hated the phrase, never go to bed angry. And I didn't explain myself. And I had lots of people messaging me saying, isn't that good advice? Why shouldn't, why should we be going to bed angry? That sounds awful. And I really, I need to make a post soon because I didn't answer anyone. (laughs) Um, and, uh, let me answer them here. In, for, the, for the five of my followers who are listening to the podcast, um, the reason that never go to bed angry is terrible advice and way too general is because uh, sometimes when people are having an argument and it's stretched on into the evening or late into the night, um, one or both of them is not regulated or calm enough to have a good r- resolution come about.
1: Yeah, you're spot on. There's 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 no reason <laughs> that we should go. There's no reason that we should feel the need to. We have to resolve this right now. There's no there's no reason that we mm-hmm. we can't sleep on this and come back to it. Um, can I give you where that came from? Where I believe that came from?
0: Oh yeah, please do. I didn't know you had a source for that one.
1: Well, so this is where i think this is where i think it comes from so ephesians ephesians 4 26 says do not let the sun go down on your anger um i did know that i believe that that's exactly yeah 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 (sighs) and i believe that's where that comes from but but here's Uh the interesting thing the very next verse is the key to that to the why behind um don't don't let the sun go down on your anger it says do not let the do not give the devil a foothold now I understand not a lot of people that you don't have to believe in the devil for this to make sense in your mind. The reason (laughs) that we don't let the sun go down on our anger, um, that doesn't mean we have to resolve the issue before nighttime. What it means is make sure you're not giving the devil or whatever you want to call the some sort of, uh, you know, negative energy, in your relationship, negative energy, whatever you want to call that, Mm -hmm. don't. Give that a foothold in your relationship, because we can all agree that the more you go to bed angry with your partner, mm-hmm. the more negative negativity, resentment, whatever you want to call it, you're you're bringing into your relationship. And 100%. that will eventually it, it, it's very corrosive. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So maybe um, that's great. I'm glad you followed up. I'm glad that that Bible verse had like a follow up too. I love it. And that's exactly what you should do, because then people would say, well, what the heck am I going to do? Just not address issues and fights that are stretched late into the night? No, you absolutely should. But don't be so driven to resolve fights quickly that you're that you're trying to resolve them when one person is literally on fire, you know, or or, or both people aren't even making sense. So maybe save it for the next day. You know, I'm not saying hang on to it, but maybe maybe try to get some sleep because i my I th- partner and i find that in the morning we both feel a lot better even if we're still upset about the issue we're definitely more yeah. able to come to the table and have a reasonable discussion after we've gotten some rest
1: yeah i understand the purpose of the verse but we have to un- we have to understand that there's a reason why Sometimes when we sleep on things or sometimes when we Mm -hmm. journal about things, when we're super heated about it, the next day we're not as heated and we're at least more calm and collected and we're able to bring up something about in a vulnerable way. Um, And and maybe we're even more, it's more, we will be more well received.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Jimmy, what's the, I'm ready for the next one. Hit me with the next one.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. I got one for you. Um, Let me see. How about soulmates exist? How about you got to find your soulmate?
0: Yeah, I think I like I hopefully oh. we're on the same page about. It. I know hopefully we're on the same page about that. Um, do you, I know? I know you have a lot to say about this one, so I'll let you take it away. But I've got stuff in case you don't. I
1: don't actually have very much to say. I I, oh. I do believe that there's only one person on Earth for you, though. So yeah.
0: See, I can no, pick up kidding. on sarcasm and jokes. I like I got that it. you
1: laugh. I love that. I love. <laughs> I love that. No, uh,
0: I. Didn't I, think, I it, thought you were
1: gonna be like, oh, really.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's ridiculous. (laughs) Now, sometimes as a fun, I'm a nerd, as you know, as the audience knows by now. And sometimes I do like imagining that there's probably some dude walking around on the planet who is the absolute most compatible person who would would also actually be attracted to me. That person exists, but he lives in India and in 1910 you know what i mean (laughs) like like, so really yeah Yeah. so we've got the better thing to do is to focus on the very imperfect possibly a little bit incompatible person that we've chosen to love and work through our differences and you know
1: yeah and like you said it's not like we're it's not like we're saying that there isn't uh, people that you're not going to be more compatible with some other people that's not that's not at all what we're just we're just right. saying the thinking that there's one person out there for you and then if you're with someone and they're not perfect mm-hmm. you know that's silly um i heard the last thing it's, i'll say about it is i heard someone recently say um you want a soulmate heal heal your soul first and then you oh, might find like your that. soulmate um
0: well and, and, I thought, I, and i was like yeah just that's to bring so it true. back to attachment. Um, I, I like to tell people too, the folks who are saying like, oh, I can only, I only want to find a secure attacher. And, and it's like what you just said, if you become secure and you're a safe place for people to land and be in a relationship with, you're going to be compatible with a lot more people than if you're not. So yes I like that. Yeah. Heal your own soul and you'll, yeah, the world will be your oyster I love that for dating or relationships.
1: Yeah. You want to hit me with one or you want me to keep going?
0: Um you give me one more and then and then we'll head back to me.
1: Okay. This is this is a good one for you. You'll like this one. If it's if it's meant to be, it'll be easy.
0: Oh, I do like that one because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I hope <laughs> I hope it didn't shock any of the listeners just now who were probably holding on to that one tightly, but um, yeah, um, even the best, healthiest relationships are not necessarily cakewalks all the time.
1: Right. Yeah, not at all. Um, it's it's always going to take some effort and intentionality. And um, mm-hmm. I said in one of my videos, I liked the way I said this. I said, um, "When you put your relationship on autopilot, the plane always crashes."
0: <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that's great. I was like, you should write I was that down. like, I oh, like awesome. that. Yeah, I, I did, that's, right that's no. fantastic. <laughs> no,
1: it's here, right? <laughs> um, now, now, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but that doesn't mean that we should feel like we're running a marathon every day. That doesn't mean that we're saying um, that relationships relationships are hard. So you just need to buckle down and you know what? It's right. supposed to be hard. That's not what we're saying. Sometimes, sometimes a big, big problem in our relationships is that we don't know that we're operating from a place of a... Uh, An an emotionally dysregulated, Mm -hmm. very emotionally charged nervous system all the time. You think you're always in fight or flight. And that Mm -hmm. is so just that's just so damaging. And it's Mm -hmm. um, it's so unfortunate because that's not your relationship should at least bare minimum feel safe and consistent. Absolutely. Kind. And, you know, um, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean just because you found someone that you love that it's going to be easy.
0: Right. I think it's safe to assume that in a relationship where you feel there's safety and a good measure of consistency, that's not to say that your partner isn't still going to be really annoying and occasionally Absolutely. disrespectful.
1: I promise you they you, you will know? be. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, um, that's a human thing. Um, maybe, maybe the it best sure thing is. to look for is frequency though, right? I do think that a healthy Very relationship much. should feel good more often than it feels bad.
1: I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julie Manano um, talks she's she runs the, the at the secure relationship on Instagram mm-hmm. for anybody that, One of our anybody favorites. that listens yep. knows that we yeah, we we talk about her all the time. Um, <laughs> she says that the crazy thing about meeting your partner's needs and, and like feeling secure in a relationship is that it really only needs to happen like 60 70 percent of the time we're not talking about hundred percent wow. we're not talking about 95 percent of the time we're talking about 70 percent of the time we're talking about do yeah. you know
0: what's nuts about that statistic Jimmy is that that's also yeah. the rate that you need to kind of be like a good parent <laughs> isn't that oh, funny for sure yeah it's even lower you need yeah, to be yeah it's read. even yeah. lower isn't that nuts um yeah. so everybody's beating themselves up for not being in the like 90 to 100 percent but if you're exactly. if you're meeting yeah. people if people if there's someone who loves you and you're meeting their needs for your friendship or relationship or, you know, family yep. relationship, at like 60% of the time or more, you're doing pretty darn yep. good.
1: You're doing yep. really good. That's, mm. you are loving that person. <laughs> that's <laughs> not to say that, that we want anyone feeling neglected or unappreciated chronically. I'm, totally. We're just saying that's just in general, that's, you know, that's a, just a, a stat.
0: Well, hey, that leads perfectly into my next one that I was going to the next bad relationship advice that I was going to dispel was love hurts. And um, maybe we've already talked this one to death, but some people think that if it's if it's passion and if it's meant to be, you're going to be pining after them all the time. You're going to have to prove yourself to them because that's passion and that's what all the radio songs are about. Um, and uh-huh. i don't I think the myth that love is supposed to hurt and be very um, turbulent and upsetting in order to be mm. real is also very damaging because it keeps people in in very bad relationships or it makes people think that that infatuation phase which can also be kind of painful in addition to euphoric um, it makes yep. them think that that's love when it's not
1: yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, I haven't heard that one very much, so uh, I don't have oh. as much of an opinion on that. But I loved everything you said. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the anxious attachers that I talk to a lot, um, I would say love hurts is pretty high on the wow. list of myths that they believe. They think that love is supposed to be something that rips you up apart and rips you yeah. apart inside, and not something that makes you feel better.
1: Yep. Do you know why? I mean, you know why. I'm just saying to our listeners, do you know why? Because so many of you grew up with uh, painful love yeah. like, you know, from your caregivers, like your, your caregivers mm-hmm. were completely inconsistent or, you know, yeah. um, or you felt neglected or you felt unloved. So you felt like you needed to earn your love. So of course, of course, you associate that with, well, that's, well, that's what love is. So of course it's, you know, hurts sometimes. Yeah. So.
0: That makes it sad, but it does make sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's you. We're ready for
0: yours now. Yes.
1: Okay, um, and just to just to tell people i I think we 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 realized we were having ricky and i are having a little bit of connection issues but we didn't want to reschedule so if you notice there's like a (laughs) one second delay and you're like why does it seem like they're not hearing each other for one second you're you're on to something and we're doing our best to uh, figure (laughs) that out are they mad
0: at each other why are they so awkward today yeah no that's it's definitely (laughs) exactly and the interrupters have already tuned out so we don't have to the the interrupter haters they've already left so so we don't have to worry about them
1: there's definitely going to be a little bit more interruption because um, yes. she won't hear me when I start, or one second when I say. Anyways, okay, can I give you one? Um, how about yes. how about this is from Jerry Maguire? How about you complete me?
0: <gasps> oh, what do you have to say about that, Ricky? I first I have to say that I love that movie so much, <laughs> but um, and that'll that'll date me for sure. Um, but it's a great myth for us to confront because um, the idea that the perfect person that we're supposed to be with is our other half and they fill in the pieces of us that are missing right. um, that's that's a dangerous one to buy into because it, I think it kind of prevents us from trying to become a whole person ourselves
1: 100% mm-hmm. yeah um, it's also dangerous to think that our partner is going to fulfill all of our needs and and Ooh, you being yeah. the expert on anxious attachment that you are um, hope I didn't hope I didn't make you feel self-conscious. That always makes that. me feel embarrassed, but that's okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It made me Every feel time. embarrassed saying it.
1: <laughs> um, but I,
0: <sighs> but you I've would done some be reading able to speak on to, anxious attachment. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'd be you'd be able to speak to how dangerous it is to think that our partner is responsible for meeting all of our needs.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a really common one that the anxiously attached. Uh, Believe mostly because we don't have a lot of self trust, and we are looking Mm. for a relationship um, to kind of be our caregiver, and that's scary to say. But that's um, I know that's how I was treating it at my most anxiously attached. My relationship, my romantic attachment figure was also my. Kind of parental attachment figure, and that sounds really sad when I say it like that, but I was expecting somebody to very much take care of needs and I was kind of giving them putting all that responsibility on their shoulders.
1: Can I push back for a second this this might be difficult with yeah. a little bit of connection, but because it's hard to have a back <laughs> yeah. and forth but um, I just have I just I know I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this, but mm-hmm. it just rubs me the wrong way when people say... Um, you know you can't rely on other people to meet your needs like you you Mm -hmm. need to meet you need to meet your own needs I don't like when people say that because it's like there are certain needs that I understand that like I need to meet like I can't rely on my partner to be like I need to have a support system outside of them I need to have friends I need to have hobbies it's important for us to be individuals outside of this relationship and like get our Mm -hmm. needs met like some of our needs met like I can't think of any right now but our need for like take our maybe we have a need for adventure. Like, oh, I have a mm-hmm. need for adventure. I don't need to drag my spouse along with the hike. Like, if they don't want to go on the hike, that's okay. I can go yeah. ask my buddy Rick. Rick, you want to go on a hike with me? And I'm fulfilling that need. I don't need mm-hmm. my partner to fulfill all my needs if that makes sense. However, mm-hmm. I get I get a little bit rubbed the wrong way when people are like Oh, you just need to meet, you just need to meet your own needs. That's healthy. You need to meet your own needs. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I can't meet my own need for intimacy in my relationship. Like,
0: right. Yeah. That's a a look at that. Look at, we're already interrupting each other. Um, That's, That's or I'm interrupting you. Um, That's another prime piece of bad relationship advice that I'm glad you brought up and we should dispel there. What I said before about um, anxious statures being very bad at meeting our own needs, you don't want to overcorrect and think that mm. means I have to meet all of my needs. The the truth, as it usually is, lies somewhere in the middle where um, yeah. y- you, your partner is responsible if they want to be in a romantic relationship with you for knowing what some of your needs are and being up for that. But that is to say that you are also responsible for knowing what your needs are and doing what you can on your side to take care of them too.
1: And you're 100% responsible for making sure you're advocating for your needs.
0: Mm -hmm. Good addition there.
1: Yes. Which is not easy to do. Okay, you got another one for me, or you want me to hit you with another one?
0: Yes. You're going to love this one. Forgive and forget. I'll let you Ooh. take it away, Jimmy, cause I know you've got a lot to wow. say about that, that bad advice, Oh, I right? love when
1: you put me on the spot like that. I, you know, it, <laughs> for all the listener, for any listeners that care, I hate, I have such an <laughs> insecurity about like, that I'm gonna say the wrong thing. And I also feel, I'm also like a people pleaser. So I also don't want there to be any space while I'm thinking that you're, cause then I fill that with like, oh, they think I'm stupid or they, oh, or they're no. like, getting bored. So Jimmy, I'm really you it's can like a double to me. Neg- me it's a if double you want. negative. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's no, tough. no, no, no. Hmm. No. I I so I'm just gonna I'm gonna grit my teeth and go through it. So okay so you great. So forgive it <laughs> So forgive and forget. The reason that that is wrong, um, we we forgive and we remember. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not forgiven now now here's why how here's why it is important to forgive and forget in a, in the sense of true forgiveness whether from a religious standpoint or if you just if you're just spiritual whatever you would agree that true forgiveness if i forgive if, like if you wronged me and then you repented which means that you mm-hmm. understood what you did was wrong you took accountability for what you did and now and now you are rebuilding trust and you are headed in the right in the correct direction and i choose to forgive you now that is a big choice um, mm-hmm. That doesn't need to be done flippantly. That doesn't need to be done. If someone hurts you day one and then they want forgiveness immediately, that's wrong. That's you, You're allowed right. to take some space and decide when you're going to forgive. Now, here's the caveat or here's the problem. You cannot, once you forgive that person and they're headed in that direction, they are no longer hurting you in the ways that they did before. Mm -hmm. You are not supposed to bring that past back up and dig that back up like in your next fight where you're like, well, you yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada, Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. forgave that person. So it's not meant in a sense you are supposed to forget. I don't mean to bring the Bible back into this, but the Bible says that God has once you're once you're a believer that God has forgotten your sins as far as the east is to the west. Um, Now, so we can't you know it's, we have to be very careful but we don't just forget we don't just forgive and forget flippantly it's a it's a very important decision and um if someone was going through a fair recovery i would say you don't that person doesn't necessarily deserve to be forgiven sometimes if they're not headed mm-hmm. in the right direction i wouldn't say just forgive and forget you know like right. anyway so what do you have to say
0: um yeah uh, and i and i just in the interest of us trying to not interrupt each other, I held on to this thought. <laughs> and I wanted to let everybody know too that I, I love it when Jimmy throws things at me and I'm unprepared. And then even just now, I totally I love it blanked no, I love when it you too. ask that. <laughs> um, forgive and forget, let me see. It's my own thing that I brought up. And um, I, 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 think, <laughs> I think forgive and forget is good and bad, just like almost all of these bad advice things that we're, that we're giving here. Um, yeah. For this, for exactly yeah. what you just said, if we should forgive someone when they're asking for forgiveness and they're in their appropriately repentful for what they did. Right. Um, and they're actively working to make things better. And we should let that go enough that we're not bringing it up in future arguments or. But um, forgive and forget is definitely overly simplistic advice that some people might interpret to mean. I should let other people walk on me and yeah. and you know let these bad things happen. I don't have anything to add to yeah. it. You nailed it before. How about that? No, we'll no, you're right. That's one. a
1: dangerous... <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Fighting is a sign of an unhealthy relationship. Well, I guess oh. I would change that because fighting, un- fighting is a sign of an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> if <you're>... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Some well, should forms we change of fighting. it to conflict? How about, how about just conflict? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Why I is conflict have, not a one. sign
1: of an unhealthy relationship? Yes
0: right, right um in my in my twelve year marriage um, that didn't work out, uh, we did not have conflict, and someone would go, "Well, Ricky, that sounds like paradise, and it was not nope. at all, N- far from it, because um if there's no conflict that that doesn't mean that there's no conflict if there's no discussion about the things that are wrong because there are always things that are wrong and bothering people but if there's no discussion about that there's no there's no collaboration there's no cooperation there's no healing the things that bother us um so i don't know I, i i think i think fighting gets vilified Unfairly, sometimes um, my partner and I have what I consider a very healthy relationship and we do have fights. Now, that's not to say that in our fights where insulting each other or demeaning each other we're not doing those things but sometimes we're definitely looking at each other saying i am so mad at you right now you know we're saying those kind of things (laughs) and i wouldn't call that a calm conflict resolution discussion (laughs) it's a it's a fight sometimes you know um yeah but uh but yeah i just those always end up resolving better than they started so that's that's what yeah yeah Okay. When they happen, I'm not afraid that, that our relationship's going to dissolve. I'm like, this is really uncomfortable, but we usually come out of this better than we started. So I'm going to push through the discomfort.
1: And that's the big difference. That's why mm-hmm. I, I never, I want to be very careful when I say, like, well, we all fight. Because like some people have fighting relationships where they're like, there's name calling and there's insults and there's belittling and there's actual violence. And I never want to act like, well, well, we all fight. I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't want to normalize that either. You should have a zero tolerance policy (laughs) for for some of those things. But like Ricky said, um, if you have fighting that Mm -hmm. usually ends up better than when you like that. To be able to yeah. repair, I mean, that's, that's huge. Like even if you're having those fights, but you're repairing, that is, that is massive. The only other thing I want that I would add is conflict is an opportunity for connection. Mm, and, um, and that's is. what, that's what I was missing. That's what I was missing in, in my, in the, the, the first stages of my marriage. Uh, and that's what you would say you are miss You were, you were missed out on that conflict but like you perfectly Mm -hmm. said like just because there's just because we're not having conflict doesn't mean there isn't any conflict because there's an internal conflict so often Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyways hit me with another one we nailed
0: that one next one right (laughs) um yeah okay this one um, if they love you they'll change do you feel things when i say that (laughs) I I feel all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty bad one. You want me to let you go first? Yeah, I can, I can, I can take that one. Um, so I think I'm glad you brought up a fair recovery because, um, the reason that this piece of advice is so bad is for the same reason as the, the other ones. It's too simplistic and it's also, it's got little bits of truth and then ways that it's very problematic. Um, if it's yeah. something, if it's behavior that will absolutely not fly and is hor- like not going to be workable in the relationship, such as an affair or substance abuse th- or in, an intense environment of disrespect. There are things that are present that um, they they're just deal breakers, right? There are things that, that if this if this is. Ad- if this behavior continues, the relationship cannot continue. So when we hear if that they'll change if they love you, um, some people, like those perhaps really struggling with substance abuse, can love somebody a lot and not be able to get over that thing that they're doing. That doesn't mean that they don't Absolutely. love you. You know, it's sometimes sometimes the mountain is too much for them and they're not able to climb over it despite the fact that they love you very much. Um, and yep. that, that said, um, I do think it takes a tremendous amount of love to get through those kind of behaviors and get beyond them. Um, and sometimes love does propel us to change for the better. For Like in like in your situation, Jimmy, with, with the infidelity, yep. and you were able yep. to change your ways, and I'm sure it's your love for Emily that, that helped you do that.
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%. I mean... Uh, i'm I believe that love should change um I think mm, that
0: that's nice, yeah
1: actual mm-hmm. actual love when you when you truly love someone, I believe mm-hmm. that it's only normal that we now now I should make a distinction we're not changing for them, we're right. changing for because we believe its this goes back to Dr. Stan Tutkin, where he essentially Always. said um <laughs> If you're if you're in if you're in a uh, if you're both trying to agree on something, one person can't just be like, okay, fine. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That person mm-hmm. needs to be a hundred percent. Like, I believe in this idea. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we're not changing for them, but mm-hmm. I believe that love should compel us to change certain things mm-hmm. about us. I mean, we should. We should have a desire to be more attentive and respectful and kind and and um and we're not always those things like yeah. you know think like like my love for my children compels me um to make sure that i'm doing certain things like it, you know love should push us in a healthier direction
0: yeah that's my opinion but but i also don't want to discount the the fact that some people's struggles are are bigger than their love unfortunately and that doesn't mean that they don't love you let's say let's say um in a a parent-child relationship a parent is struggling with overeating to the point that they are maybe like morbidly obese and they know that they're facing serious health issues if they don't stop their eating behaviors and change to a healthier lifestyle and maybe their child says if you loved me and you want to stick around for more of my life you would do better with this but sometimes those issues are much larger than that and it doesn't mean that that parent doesn't love the child so that's why i hate that bad relationship advice
1: yeah that's a that's a very deep um yeah like i we could we could probably talk on that for a long time because that goes Mm -hmm. back to like the bad advice of like love is enough and and like Right, so, right. Oh, yeah, it like, does. I can see. I can it? obviously see both. Si- I can obviously see both sides. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good one. That's what the, we're here for. We're here just to kind of just yeah. debate or hash out some of these. They're in, they're fascinating to me. I love. I love you know talking about them. So. I do too. Do you want me to get? You want me to hit you with one more?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: How about how about just the myth or the bad advice that maybe I don't want to throw any names out like disney or anything but how about happily ever happily ever after
0: you know oh yeah that's a terrible one that's a really terrible that's a um, yeah (laughs) that's one that'll that's one that'll sink you before you realize that the boat's full of holes i think (laughs) um happily ever after way to put it yeah thank you should i take a bow for that metaphor um I think that happily ever after is one of the myths that cause people to kind of stop trying later in long-term relationships because they think I'm already here. Mm. I've already got this person. I don't need to do any more work because if it's meant to be happily ever after where we don't have to try anymore.
1: So true. Um, This is what I wrote for this. Um, Sure. Your happiness, your happiness is important to me. But there will be times when we aren't necessarily happy with our situation or happy with our relationship. And that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's doomed or even unhealthy. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is essentially, I said, this is essentially why we have marriage vows. Why do we say for better or worse if we don't really mean it? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying put up with abuse or chronic disrespect. I'm just saying if you're really honest and you're planning on leaving someone the moment you aren't happy... Mm-hmm. If you put that in the vows, not a single person would think that you're justified, <laughs> and yet we yeah. all, and yet we all kind of think that happiness is the goal. So if I'm not happy, then I shouldn't be here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Um, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, love is is sometimes easy and sometimes difficult, and um, yeah, the idea of happily ever after can lull us into. Th- the false sense of security that being in a relationship that seems to be working at any point means that it'll continue to work. Um, but like Jimmy said, your, your marriage vows, if you're a married person, should remind you that um, you love that person in, in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad. And, um, and if you're not married um, and your long-term relationship is experiencing difficulties and you're not sure why, that's an, another great reason to go to counseling, you know? Oh, we may have entered yes. into these relationships without the tools that we need. I know that I did for my marriage. Yep.
1: And, I, mm-hmm. and the only thing that I want to disclaimer is I'm the first person who would tell, because I'm sure a lot of people would say, well, that sounds so unfair. Like this person can treat me however they want. And I'm still, I'm just, I have to be just committed and faithful. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm the first, I'm the first person that would tell you, this is how you should be treating your partner. This is what love, this is how love is actually demonstrated in a relationship. So, so be very careful when you say, oh, I love, I love that. I love them with all my heart. And I'd be, I'd say, okay, how are you? Let me, let me like look into the ways that you're, you're showing that. Do they feel loved? Do they feel appreciated? Do they feel valued? Do you even know how they feel valued? So I'm the mm-hmm. first person that would, that is going to make sure that we dig down deep. I'm not one of those people that's like, well, you made a promise so stick to it oh right
0: yes i'm glad i'm glad you said that we're injecting today's episode just chock full of nuance and i just love it (laughs) that's but that's the point in dispelling these This episode brought to you by nuance (laughs) they'd be a fantastic sponsor i would i would take them yeah
1: i I think Um, they i think i think they're a sponsor of every one of our episodes okay you want to hit I, I me hope on so,
0: hopefully. Yes. Um, you shouldn't have to say what you need. If they love you, they should know.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. I wrote that down mm-hmm. somewhere. I said if if they love you, they should Is be able to one read in your yours mind.
0: Too? Yeah, um, yeah. There, same thing. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I think that my partner Sorry, loves me at least romantically more than anyone on the planet, and many, many times mm. he has no idea what i need (laughs) and i'm the only one who can tell him you know (laughs) no offense to him but uh yeah if if i'm not telling him he is a very poor mind reader
1: Mm -hmm. yep yeah yeah so i can see both sides to this um obviously like like most most things i can um i i would say no you don't you're not supposed to you shouldn't be expected to read someone's read someone's mind excuse me but you should have you should be able to be honest and you should be able to communicate consistently about what you need to feel valued and prioritized. Um however, I do believe that anticipating someone's needs is love. I believe when you love someone you mm. um study that person. I mean I know everything there is to know about fantasy yeah. football or golf or the stock market or um oh, computers or my car. Yes. But so many people. I, I I probably I probably threw men under the bus there or sh- online shopping. I don't know. I don't want to gender things, but <laughs>
0: that's I, I know I, everything I there is to know about there. the
1: things that yeah. I'm interested in. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but if you don't
1: know your partner, if you don't if you don't understand your partner, if you don't feel like they're worthy enough yeah. to to fully dive into and understand, then I don't. I believe you're missing something when it comes to mm-hmm. love.
0: Yeah, and um, just to play devil's advocate, I also think that we are yeah hugely responsible for communicating those needs no matter how much we wish that someone could read our mind and we don't have to um we do have to and it's and it's not easy i'm solidly four years into my relationship and sometimes i'm nervous to tell chris what i want that still happens and he's not making it an unsafe environment it's just naturally a little tough for me to talk about the things that i want but i work on it because that's my responsibility too
1: Uh, The other big problem is that I would say at least half the time you're not getting the reception that you hoped for, even if you did come to them vulnerably and talk about your needs. um, So often you're getting dismissed or you're getting invalidated. um, And that obviously makes you not want to do that again. All right. I've got a good one for you, Ricky. Um,
0: Okay, let's hear it.
1: This one's a little bit (laughs) spicy, but. um,
0: Oh, okay.
1: All right. I'm talking about married people because I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, I'm a good boy. Sex should always be spontaneous and passionate.
0: Oh, goodness. That, <laughs> that quote was written by someone who's never been in a long-term relationship. Oh, not clear, the truth. Clearly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you, want, you want me to take it or would you like to take yeah, it? Yeah, no,
0: take it away. Take it away. I've got comments on it, but they can wait. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So sex is not, is definitely not going to be always spontaneous or passionate Mm -hmm. and, 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 um, okay. So here's my first disclaimer, because this episode Mm -hmm. is brought to you by nuance. So here's my, (laughs) here's my, here's my first disclaimer. Um, I wouldn't ever want you doing something sexually that you're not comfortable with and that you're not a hundred percent on board with Mm -hmm. that's first and foremost, everything else is that's foundational. Um, okay. So I used to think that when people had planned sex night like tuesday night is our sex night i would be like Mm -hmm. that's just oh gross like what what is funny that you picked
0: tuesday i almost feel i feel like friday (laughs) would be a more logical choice but yes it it sounds unappealing doesn't it
1: (laughs) it does so (laughs) here's one way to look at it oh that's just what's wrong with your guys's relationship like why can't you can't even figure out times where you can spontaneously do it like you have to you have to plan it that's just ugh That's one Mm -hmm. way to look at it. The second way to look at it is you create an opportunity for you both to romance each other. Like if you know Tuesday night's your night, then Mm -hmm. maybe you could go above and beyond, guys, and plan a date night and get a babysitter. (laughs) And you could... You know, we say foreplay starts at breakfast. So, like, you could be write her, writing her little sticky notes. when, Like, when you leave for work, you put a sticky note on her windshield or you put a sticky note on her the bathroom mirror. And throughout the day, you're texting her and you're just like, I'm really excited about tonight. Like, whatever you want to do, little sweet things. And from yeah. her standpoint, you could take this up as an opportunity to flirt with him. You could, I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. when's the last time mm-hmm. you sent him a flirty text? Guys, there isn't a man Sorry, well, out there. Wait. Okay, there are there are men out there that don't like flirty texts, but there are but the most men love flirty texts. So, you know, yeah. I'm just saying it's an opportunity. And then when you guys do engage in Tuesday night, here's what here's one just quick quick caveat. It doesn't mean that it has to happen. Any any mm. any any loving man, just because Tuesday night's your night, if you come home and you're like, "Babe, like I can't tonight." He should not give you the guilt trip he shouldn't be like tuesday nights are night babe like Mm -hmm. you know just suck it up i didn't i don't mean like literally just you know suck it up (laughs) so (laughs) it it sounded weird i'm sorry so
0: i don't i don't think that
1: that's i don't think that's (laughs) loving i don't think that's loving so Mm. um but if if it's if you if you're open to the idea of it then it's an opportunity where it's like we can we can love on each other. We can pour into each other's cup during the day. We can make yeah. this fun. We can talk about the loving things that we want to do to each other. Whatever. You know, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Um, I think uh, when, when, when you accept that sex doesn't necessarily have to be spontaneous, those planned events can really help you inject a lot of intentionality into it. So oh, that you're I really that. putting in real effort to get to know, you know, hey, Tuesday's our night. Do you have any ideas about how you would like that to go? Mm. You know, they're like, it really opens That's things so up sweet. for conversation. Oh, I love that yeah. you said that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's love, guys. Come on. Can't we that just both do love. that? I mean.
0: That is love. And honestly, that spontaneous tearing each other's clothes off at every opportunity kind of thing. I would argue that that's probably more often infatuation. You see that in the beginning of a relationship when people aren't actually, they don't actually love each other. They're just in love, which is a very different thing.
1: You are so right. Yep. Okay. Do you have another one?
0: No. No. <laughs> I'm out. So, so you're up. Yeah. I love that.
1: I actually have, I actually, I actually have one of yours. You didn't know you had this oh, one, but it's, excellent. it's yours.
0: Okay. How about this? Take How about credit. this?
1: How about this relationship myth or bad advice? Don't be too eager. What do you have to say oh, about that, Ricky?
0: Yes. Alright, so for my anxious hearts out there, my anxious attachers, um, terrible relationship advice is to not be too eager. Don't show somebody how much you like them. Don't show them how much you want to be around them. That is terrible advice because yep. if you're looking for somebody to enter into a relationship with, you want that to be a person who really loves being around you. At least... 100%. At least... Most of the time that you want to, you know, it's okay if they don't have the same level of desire to be around you, but they you're looking for somebody with very similar levels of I want to hang out with this person. And so being coy and holding back, um, you're giving them a fake version of yourself. And then they're not even entering into the whole setup with a genuine idea of how much togetherness there should be. So that's when I get messages from people that say, hey, I really love this person. He hasn't texted me in two weeks. And, and it's like, and in my brain, I'm like, why are you still even interested in conversing with this person? They're showing you that yep. their level of togetherness is not anywhere close to yours. And so yep. by the very definition here, you're putting your own needs aside to be available for them in a way that is not yeah. going to work for you.
1: And they don't even realize they're doing it. That's the sad part. Totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And I was the same way. So I'm definitely I'm not shaming yep. that person. I I was the queen of that not so long yep. ago. So Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the
0: antidote there <clears throat> is to absolutely um don't yourself. play hard to get. Don't be easy to get, but <laughs> No, don't be don't,
1: don't be easy to get, but Don't
0: be easy to get, but also don't don't be fake about what you can put up with and what you can stand. Um oh, it's so okay. Good to want the things that you want. It's okay to want a lot of togetherness and a lot of affection. And the, the more genuine you are about that and the more you show that other person, Hey, this is who I am and this is what I actually need. The more you're likely to end up with a person who could stand a chance of fulfilling some of those needs. That's for the early, yeah. that's for the early daters and people who aren't in super established relationships. Um, for marriage, I would say kind of the same thing applies though. There's a lot of married folks who are pretending to be okay with a lot of things that they're not okay with.
1: percent. Um,
0: same thing, just rather than playing hard to get, um, be genuine and be open about the things that you want and need. Have discussions about them if there seems to be a big disparity between the two partners.
1: I love the way that you said every single part of that. So I'm not even going to try to add anything to it. <laughs> well, thanks. How about I'll give you another one? You can you can say what you want to, and then I'll talk more about it. Um, how sure. about this one? Don't don't marry someone unless you're 100 percent certain, or or don't marry someone if you have doubts.
0: <sighs> that's a that's a big one. Okay, I. I would challenge you to find somebody who got married, who didn't have any doubts at all. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. Just saying, I would find that person because I don't, I don't think they exist. Um, I think it's very, very normal to have, have doubts. Marriage is a a really big decision. And as with any big decision, humans are reasonably going to say, Ooh, I hope I'm making, I hope this is a good decision. Um, doubts aren't, something to be terrified of they're also not necessarily something to buy into you know you should examine them probably but don't let them run your life either you know um i i I hope that you came prepared with like some reasons that are good to get married or some doubts that might be we can talk about (laughs) what doubts might be reasonable to follow and what doubts might be kind of silly right
1: yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Sorry, you, you, mm-hmm. I, we could totally hash that out. I, I was just, I was just reminded um, of a conversation I had with with one of my friends who was getting married, and they had been they had been mm-hmm. dating for about four years, and and he was just it was a big it was a really big step for him, and a lot of men feel I'm sure a lot of women feel it too, but a, a yeah. lot of men are notorious for just being a little bit hesitant, like this is a huge yeah. decision, and it is a huge decision, and mm-hmm. um, but there's also i was talking to him and there was there was just like i knew that they were great together like you guys are great together and 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 i would tell him that and um and i and he he has a a past just like we all do where there's there's a little bit of a commitment fear and a and a justifiably Mm -hmm. so um but some of the doubts that people come up with you know like well i love like i love all this stuff about them but like there's just like one little area, and I'm just like. Sometimes we use that, but like we're really just afraid of the commitment, and we just we're yeah. using that as a way to like keep ourselves from taking that next step because. Well, I like really the way you said that, and. and yeah.
0: I, just to totally cut in, that might be a good indicator that yeah. the fear and doubt might not necessarily be one you should follow and chase if if everything's pretty generally yeah. great but you just have one little thing yeah. you're probably safe making yep. that commitment you know if oh, you're yeah. if everything you're not going doesn't to
1: be 100% feel 100% certain
0: no no yeah and and in that right. same vein if you're trying to decide whether or not to get married and you've got married and you've got like 40% of the things are like yep. giving you pause you might need to reconsider.
1: Yeah, for sure, 100%. 40% sounds like um, a lot.
0: I don't know, I'm just throwing that. Uh, throwing that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um well, since 40% of marriages end in divorce by, you know, oh. year 7, uh, that's mm-hmm. a different conversation for another day. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> we should we should um There's there's certain times where we should absolutely pay attention to our doubts, but there's sometimes where Mm -hmm. where we just need to realize that we're not going to be certain they're not perfect. And that doesn't mean that that isn't going to be a safe, healthy relationship, especially if there are signs that you can point to that is consistently they are showing up. They are they are practicing humility. They can take accountability Mm -hmm. when they make a mistake. We can have healthy discussions without belittling and demeaning and name calling when you have those core things to your relationship like you're going to be okay. You know, you yeah, you guys I think so. you guys can you guys can make it. Um Yeah. All right, let uh, me hit you let me hit you with another one. This is, this is a this is a good one, Ricky. You mm-hmm. you should never feel attracted to anyone but your partner.
0: Oh, cool. I didn't see this one coming. That's a I'm glad you threw that in there. Um that's ridiculous. Uh I it, <laughs> the it really is um humans yeah. find other humans attractive. And that's okay. And I know that can be really triggering for people. Um, The idea that our partner finds somebody else sexually attractive can be really threatening. Um, And it's, it's not you shouldn't be ashamed for feeling threatened by that either. That's a normal thing as well. Um, that's yep. hundreds of thousands of years of evolution making us find other people attractive and also hundreds of thousands of years telling us that if my partner is attracted to somebody else, there's a chance that they might stray. So those feelings of of threat yep. and worry are normal too. All of it's normal. I would say... Um, let yourself and your partner be human and also hold yourself and them to the higher standard of lots of communication and um and knowing your morals and values on the subject
1: yep no yeah you're spot on um i would say pretending like you're never going to be attracted to somebody else Mm, is um silly uh and it's it's
0: not it's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah.
1: And it's kind of dangerously ignorant because when it yeah. happens, you might not yeah. be prepared for, you might think that you might dig down deeper into that or it might go oh, further yeah. than true what you truly want it to. Um, I think you absolutely need to have a plan for how you're going to handle not just attraction, yeah. but once, but attraction plus someone being showing you attention showing Mm, showing you or giving you the feelings of like that they desire you you need to be uh, um you need to plan for that ahead of time or else i promise you take it from me you will Mm -hmm. it's going to be detrimental to your relationship now one caveat if i if you don't mind um i know that does not mean i'm okay with especially men looking at half naked girls online and look like liking their half naked instagram pictures and ever messaging other women well well you know it, it doesn't it doesn't justify looking uh gawking like at other women well i'm attracted right. to her like we're all humans <laughs> like of course like look at her it's not okay like we all if you're in a committed relationship i 100 percent believe that we should be committed to that person. And part of being committed means that we shouldn't be gawking, we shouldn't be like letting our mind go to other, other partners. Well,
0: let's talk about respect, right? Um, Of course, you're attracted to other people, but you need to keep your partner's feelings in mind. And if you're openly looking at someone else or your online activity is such that would make them feel hurt and disrespected, You know, that's, that's damaging to your relationship. And if you love that person, you don't want to do that, you know?
1: And I don't believe that the, if I'm just going to pick on men for a second, if you're gawking Mm -hmm. at another woman and you're in mentally, maybe you're picturing her naked or whatever men do. um, Mm -hmm. I don't believe you would be okay with her doing the same thing. If she was like, you know, if she was like talking to another guy or if she was, if you knew that, I just don't think you'd be okay with that. And yet so many of us don't think about it the yeah. other way around
0: that might be a good barometer for people who are like "Ooh, is this behavior okay you can imagine if your partner was doing it does it bother you like yeah it probably yeah. would and that's not that. to say that you'll be bothered by the same things sometimes one True. partner is a lot more open about things than the and permissive than the other one and that that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can justify it's it's all discussion about hey here's the relationship that we're in what are we okay with what are we not okay with that's an important discussion to have early and often i would say as the relationship changes can Mm -hmm.
1: you hit me with some knowledge on this one um you shouldn't keep secrets you shouldn't keep secrets from each other what 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 say you
0: yeah um hmm. people aren't gonna like my answer i'm gonna throw (laughs) them they really don't i think i think
1: it depends I on think it's, what it's all nuanced. It yeah, depends on what we, what we're saying yes. by secrets.
0: Right. But I also think it's almost impossible to know someone completely. It's also almost impossible to know, you know, it's almost impossible for your partner to know you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. People are very mm-hmm. complex and we have rich complex inner lives in our heads. Um, I think um, Esther Perel has a lot to say about secrets. So if that's Does a topic oh, that interests okay. the listener, they might check some of her stuff out. Oh, Just neat. Google Esther Perel and secrets. Oh, she I'm talks I'm about planning this one on doing that because I yeah, love Esther Yeah, she talks Perel. about We're going to have her on
1: one day in like two years. Oh, that now.
0: would be a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, she's so, she's so smart. Um, I think secrets can be can be really damaging, um, but I also think sometimes it's perfectly fine. Um, where yeah. if my partner and I are walking around in public and there's a guy that I see and he's just like massively attractive like a 10 out of 10, right? Yeah I don't necessarily need to tell my partner no. that I feel 10 <laughs> out of 10 attracted to that person. is that technically a secret? It sure is but sure um, is. I'm not yeah, but I'm not keeping that to myself for right. any reason other than you know is does this make my partner's life better to tell them this or does it make it worse you right know? <laughs> right yeah there's so definitely an argument it's to be perfectly made fine mm-hmm. with like
1: 100 percent because some people are like there needs to be 100 percent transparency or something it's like well do we really want yeah. that or
0: no and um, and esther perel would say that a hundred percent transparency is a desire killer so just if, in case you're on the other she, side and it's true yeah, in case you're on the other side of that argument and you're like 100% transparency or nothing, have fun getting naked with that person because you need you need a little bit of otherness mystery, in order to yeah. yeah, a little bit of mystery and otherness. Not in an infidelity manner of speaking, no, but no, a little no, bit no. of mystery about that person holds some intrigue. Um, really fuels desire, and that's that's pretty fun too. So
1: <laughs> this is my last one. So. I won't okay. Bore let's anyone else close with it these. off on a
0: good. Make sure it's a good one, right? We can't. Well, it can't Ricky, be a weak why you one. Well, are
1: pressuring me so much? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's going it to be a be challenging a one.
1: one. It'll be a challenging oh, one for Oh, I like you. that.
0: Okay, and the how rest this, have been so about, good.
1: I. They have. How about this myth? Nice guys finish last. What do you say about that?
0: Oh, wow, that's not what I was expecting for the finisher. Um, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, that is a hard one. Um is I it guess true? we'd have to we'd have to define nice because I think that. Um, unassertive guys uh people pleaser guys i would say those those guys and when i say guys i mean folks you know people in general people oh, okay. who are who aren't assertive and people pleasers probably do have a tendency to finish last so do you um, think I, the
1: saying when people say nice guys finish last do you think they're ever implying women i never oh, i never knew that i'm saying do you think that that that's what they're talking about I when they say the, well nice, nice guys was, finish last
0: yeah, I think it was written with men in mind, but that was way yeah, back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, so let's I'm going to But open a lot it of up. men,
1: a lot of men still believe that. They believe yeah. nice guys finish last. Right. So, right. um I would um, say no.
0: I, no, nice I um Yeah. And I guess speaking to the audience that you're talking about, um when I was a younger woman, maybe I would have gone for some of those like bad boys, you know, the ones who weren't nice. Yeah. But any woman who has any amount of brain cells is not going to marry one of those guys we don't end up with the bad guys you know so it might be frustrating if you're a younger nice guy or even an older nice guy and you're like man i'm i'm so i'm so sweet and kind and gentle how come she's always going for like these macho kind of jerks like mm, that's it that's younger less mature women are all about that so the fish in a different pond maybe you know a woman who appreciates um kindness and gentleness and they're not looking for the bad boys so and
1: you know it's a little bit sad i mean this this can get really deep real quickly but sometimes Mm -hmm. those nice guys let's let's say that there is a nice guy who's just like i'm looking for someone who i can like love completely and i'm the guy that's like i'm interested in vulnerability and i'm um i like to put other people's needs before my own, like like yes. you said. What if there are people? There's people pleaser guys, and mm-hmm. oh yeah. Here's the here's the interesting about those guys. If I was talking to one of those guys, I would say I think you need to come to terms with potentially you might not be attracted to you or you might be attracted to those types of women who are attracted to the bad boys or or like you know what yeah. I mean. Does that make sense? So yes, you're consistently getting denied because mm-hmm. you, just like you said, you're fishing in the wrong pool because, because sometimes we do play that opposite card where, where, who are we actually attracted to? And who, so does that mean, you know, that means like, who are you actually approaching and and who are you actually at? Yeah.
0: If I may stand up on my soapbox for a second, I have a lot of male friends who are single and they frustrate me because I'll see them going for these women who are like completely done up or like Botox. And they're like, they're very, they're very fake and done up. And they're frustrated because those women don't want them. And it's like, man, these women are showing you where their priorities lie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these women's priorities are to be super beautiful and desired. They're not looking for kindness. They're not looking for your motivation right. and your stick-to-itiveness. They're looking for somebody that's really hot like them. And that's yep. might be all they care about. So um, yeah. I wanna, I want to say, too... There's something yeah. really wonderful that I that I watched online because it's a topic that I enjoy. Um, a lot of times, the guys who are calling, "I'm a nice guy," um, uh-huh. I want you guys to know, as a woman, that nice is the bare minimum. So wh- there's Ooh, my here's wow. my there's my mic drop too. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be in a relationship, yes, you have to be nice, um, but you also have to be interesting you also have to have a very full and interesting life outside of your niceness to to bring to the table um women are looking for that um so i think a lot of the problem in some nice guys is that they think just because they're nice they deserve a good relationship you know right and and niceness is it's the yeah it's the lowest the bar can get you know yeah. Not the lowest now, I do but wanna, it's pretty low.
1: <laughs> I, I do want to validate their concerns in the fact mm-hmm. that that as we see so often, uh, and and they see it too, where women who are going for guys who they feel like that that's not a good guy. Why do you like why are you right. falling for that guy? And that goes back to what we talked about before, which is like attraction. Like I, I don't want to call out women. I'm just saying like early in their life, if they have some insecure attachment or something. They might not Mm -hmm. have really, they might not have learned those lessons of like, you know what? I actually do want a nice guy. Sometimes they just, they do want, they do, they are more attracted to the not nice guy. Oh, and Absolutely. so that must be very frustrating for the nice guys very to see. Like, why are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. why aren't you hey, attracted to it. me?
1: I am the consistent guy. And she's like, because that's not what I'm attracted to.
0: Yes. Thank you. That's a message for the, for the nice guys also. Yet. I love it. Um, if you're a nice guy and you're frustrated that the girls keep going for inconsistent jerk guys, read up on attachment, read up on anxious attachment, read up on avoidant attachment, both of those yeah. insecure attachment types are not looking for consistency and niceness they're looking for fire and fighting and 100 you know and and yeah that would be hard to compete with if what you're offering is kindness and consistency
1: and you know what those other guys that you're jealous of right now they might be rewarded in the short term because you think well they're getting the girl they can never keep the girl they they will never keep her or she will dump them eventually because she's not or interested. they stay
0: together and they're miserable you know
1: absolutely you're not so it seems you're like you're losing out right now anything. but you're not missing out on anything <laughs> yeah. the best thing right. that you can do is just focus on your own maturity and eventually you will find someone who's also mature enough to absolutely. realize you're a good catch
0: yeah. and i don't know about you jimmy but i'm speaking from the perspective of a formerly very insecurely attached woman and i was yeah. in those relationships with the bad boys and it was miserable It was miserable. So just so you know, nice guys... yeah, you're, you're not. We should mis- do a
1: whole episode on, on, on uh, Ricky's bad boy stage. <laughs>
0: no, what if they listened? What if they were listening, Jimmy? I don't know who's they, listening. Bad boys don't boy listen to states.
1: relationship podcast, Ricky. They're
0: older now. They might. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Bunch of Franks of the world, you know.
0: I don't know. You, um, if they're like Googling old girlfriends and my name pops and they Google my name, think of all the hits that are going to come up. They, there'd be right. some stuff that i mean i don't know maybe it's a good thing that
1: that they listen i'm just saying you're doing the service
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna name any names they're out there though
1: right yeah wow i love that yeah i love that Mm -hmm. i've had some you know i've dated some bad girls so we could have some stuff to talk about really yeah for sure do you wonder
0: i wonder if we titled an episode like that like (laughs) ricky and jimmy's exes
1: (laughs) if if our exes
0: yeah that i'd listen i didn't even think about
1: that yeah (laughs) that sounds like a way more interesting episode people are all like yeah why can't you talk about that
0: would we change all their names and then see if they could identify themselves
1: yes that's a great idea
0: that'd be kind of i love
1: that idea yeah that's actually not a We're terrible. With... You know,
0: it might um, humanize us a little bit. I think. I, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes people unfairly put our, you and, our and I. Our
1: terrible relationships. Yeah. Our terrible, our terrible past rela- relationships. Sometimes people yeah.
0: unfairly put you and I up on pedestals as like, oh, oh they yeah, must have don't. it figured out. Yeah. Please, stop doing that. Some. Stop doing yeah. that. I love this topic because I'm bad at it, <laughs> and I've learned yes. some ways to not be bad at it. But I'm certainly yeah. not perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If anyone <laughs> thinks that I don't need to practice. Just as much as you do, like you're, you're mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, yeah. I catch myself, and I have to practice. Just like we're all in this together. We are. All I, in this I got together. this
0: phrase from Terry Cole, who I love so much. Um, we're fellow travelers. Jimmy and I are not gurus to be looked up to. Yes. We're fellow travelers trying to figure out our way right along with you. And we I read way too much on this stuff, so you can. Yeah. Use, for uh, you,
1: we're trying. You, we're just trying for to.
0: You, we don't do this for ourselves. <laughs> no, we do do this for ourselves. But you <laughs> both, can benefit yeah. from it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, sweet. this has been well, really episode, fun. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yes, and was brought to you by Nuance, Nuance, because the world isn't black and white, right?
1: Oh, I love that. They even have their oh, own slogan. They do, um, yeah. yeah. sorry <laughs> for the connection issues, but you know, it's bound to happen, so we're just going to yeah. push through.
0: Only the diehards made it with us to the end when we resolved the connection <laughs> issues, but we're glad yeah. they're here. We're so um, glad Hey, here. Jimmy, by yeah. the way, there's another podcast that I listened to that started doing this thing. This may be like a weird place to run this by you, but um when people left good reviews on their podcast um sometimes they got a little shout out at the end of the episode and i thought you would really like that so i'm just putting you on the spot here i think maybe next time we could comb through some of our reviews and if people like want a little shout out or like yes i think that would be fun yeah great idea okay cool so get ready for that next time. If you, if you love listening or you're one of the diehards that made it here to the end, um, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and we will give some shout outs at the end of the next episode because um, we, we love you guys. The ones who are sending us messages saying that this stuff is worth it for you, that like keeps us going. It fuels the fire.
1: Yep. Big time. Thank you so much.
0: And thanks we'll for We'll see you on the next today. one.